Welcome back to the Lawfather podcast. As always, we are here in Lawfather Studios right within Lawfather headquarters. And I hope you all are enjoying your week so far as as we work our way through the work week. Uh, as Tampa starting to come out of summer and into the spring. So it's a uh, it's a good time of year for us here. It's yeah, you know, what do you say, Jason? Keep the windows open. Uh, you know, looking out beyond the cameras here, I see uh, a lot of people with their windows down in their cars. So great time here in Tampa. Um, those of you who uh, aren't from Tampa, come on, come on down uh, just to visit, though. We don't need any more people to live here. Although keep coming down because car accidents are good for business. So, yeah. Keep it coming. Uh, anyway, be sure to check us out on all of our social media channels. Check out the law at the law father everywhere where you have social media. That's where you can find me. Okay. So Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, and uh, maybe one day we'll get the whole LinkedIn thing figured out. As always, the show is brought to you by Frankie Law here for all of your personal injury and DUI needs. Uh, so, you know, let's, let's talk about a topic that I think is going to become, if it hasn't already, going to become pretty highly politicized. And I think it's, it's possibly one of these topics that is going to become politicized and it's a court ruling that is going to, I, I think, be a polarizing ruling, but, but with unintended consequences, right? Like, I, I don't think that the court in this case was meaning to make a ruling that was going to change the dynamics of an entire industry. Okay. So... What I'm talking about is if, if you, you know, live under a rock possibly or don't really get the riddle that I'm kind of throwing out there as we're going through this. Very recently, the Alabama Supreme Court, so the state Supreme Court of Alabama, ruled that frozen embryos are considered children. OK, that's the ruling. And the thing is. And I did a little bit of prep for this show. I had read a few things on this. And what's really hard to look at and understand from a, and I would say from a non-legal perspective, because what seemingly is being fed in terms of from the news media is the this ruling in a vacuum, this concept that the Alabama Supreme Court has ruled that frozen embryos are considered children, okay? That's it. No other context, no other rationale as to why. No, nothing about, well, why did the Alabama State Supreme Court even have this question in front of them? And I think that's really an important thing to look at and think about. Let's take a step back, though, and understand frozen embryos and, and, and what that is. And, and um, I mean, what it is is exactly what it is, right? So, I mean, frozen embryo is literally an embryo that's been frozen, okay? Now, what the the reason for the frozen embryos is it's used in IVF treatments, which is uh, which are treatments that are used. Those who can't become pregnant naturally or, or on their own uh, use these treatments or can use these treatments. And what they found over time and they've been able to. And this seems like a really simple concept. It, it's kind of mind blowing when you think about the concept of freezing something. Freezing stuff has been around for dozens of years now. Right. Um, I don't know why dozens. I, I don't know why I picked dozens, but lots and lots of years, people have been freezing things, right? Um, and it's a really common thing, but it turns out that 
up until recently, the ability to kind of freeze these embryos in, in, a, in a good way to extract them from that frozen state and, and not have to insert as many, right? Because what you would typically see is lots of like uh, twins, triplets, uh, quad, quadruplets, is that? Yes, I, I'm getting the yes. I'm getting the Jeopardy yes. Um, so you'd see a lot of that because they'd have to, th there was this concern that Mo a lot of the embryos wouldn't survive from the freezing process into the insertion process. So uh, that's where the freezing has come up. Now, I guess they've they've kind of made it a little bit better and they've they've made some advances in the freezing. Right. That's that's what's kind of crazy is there's been some advances made in freezing things um, that you don't have to use as many. But what happens is in the process, in the natural process of doing the procedure, not every embryo survives. Right. So in some point in the extraction to cultivating whatever it is that they do to cultivate it. I am not a doctor. Right. So they I'm sure know. I'm sure there's very highly technical medical terms that are used. But, you know, for all intents and purposes, from the non-medical side, they, they are cultivating that embryo and then inserting that uh, in. And in that process. Right. Some embryos don't survive. And. It's essentially a byproduct of the process. And let's not get lost in the thought and let's not start to think that this Alabama case really has anything to do with that. Okay. Um, now, the Alabama Supreme Court case is from an underlying negligence case from their state court. So in Florida, we would call it circuit court. OK, it's their first level. You file a lawsuit and that's where it goes. OK, that's where the case is back to and that's where it originated in. All right. But that case, although it is about the killing of embryos, is not about the killing of embryos while doing a medical procedure. OK, so let's keep that in mind here that that this that the case is not about the. Here we go in, we see the doctor, the doctor does the procedure, and as a result and a byproduct of this procedure, that some embryos don't survive, okay? Now, what this is, what the original case is, the original Alabama case, and this case is still going on, okay? This case has been sent back, in legal terms, it's been remanded back to the state court for a further ruling, right? And what they mean by further ruling is, they can actually proceed with their negligence case. Here's how this all works. Let's let's start from the beginning and then let's work our way up to the Supreme Court case and then maybe work our way back down. OK, I think that's going to be the best way to get a grasp on how we got here. Right. And, and how, yes, uh, Alabama, highly Republican. I believe they have a Republican governor. I believe everybody on their Supreme Court is Republican, right? Uh, I think Alabama, by nature, is just a highly Republican area. Let's put all that aside for a second. Let's just assume that politics don't come into play in this. And I think, I think you might agree with me when we look at how we got here and why we got here, okay? So, Alabama State Court, personal injury lawyer, I'm assuming it's a personal injury lawyer because that's that would be the box that this would fit in. As a client walk in the door and says, hey, I had my embryos frozen for IVF treatment. I went to this facility that is based out of this hospital and 
I had the extraction procedure done. They froze those embryos and they put them in a storage facility, right? Seemingly very common practice, right? Like, okay, boom, that's how it goes. I go in, I get them out, they store them, right? I, I mean, and they, these things get stored for um, multiple reasons. And, and one of the things that I keep reading also is uh, young cancer patients. I guess they're actually, um, they're, they're extracting embryos and cancer patients so that they have them uh, and it must have to do with the chemo i don't i'm not fully clear on the why but i just know that that there's a discussion that this is negatively impacting young cancer patients the the current supreme court ruling the alabama state supreme court ruling so anyway couple goes in and, and the embryos get extracted get sent off to a storage facility to wait, to be frozen in these new high-tech freezing apparatuses. We'll call them freezers. They're probably not called freezers. I'm just going to guess that they have a highly technical medical term for what amounts to a freezer. And they're sitting there in a storage facility. Well, something happens in that storage facility. Embryos are killed, right? Or if we want to go, let's not be political about it. Let's not say that they're killed, right? Embryos were destroyed. Okay. Now, what happens? This is, right? This person took their embryos out, right? This woman took her embryos out or had them taken out. I, yeah. Jason, do you think people can actually take their own embryos out or do you think they have to have a procedure? Um, this woman had a procedure done. Sorry, you got to find some humor in some things sometimes when you misspeak. Um, so this woman had a procedure done to remove her embryos because, look, she wanted to have a child. And she goes, look, this is this is my best case scenario, right? This is what I need to do. And so she has them extracted and trust puts them in the trust of these medical professionals who then put it in the trust of these storage professionals, right? That they're going to keep these embryos safe, right? So that way, when this woman is ready to go, I want those embryos and I want to be pregnant, right? They can go get them. Storage facility gives them to the medical professionals. Medical professionals do what they do and we're off and running, right? That's how it should happen. Now, what actually happened is the storage professionals dropped the ball. Okay, these embryos were destroyed at this storage facility. So now this woman's like, hey, what am I supposed to do? Like that was supposed to be my future children, right? And what if, and what if this person, what if this woman had a medical condition, right? What if she had a medical condition that she no longer could produce embryos? And now all of a sudden, those, that was it. Let's, let's just say for the sake of argument, and I think it makes it a, a neater, cleaner example, if we go, that was it. That was her one shot. And somebody at the storage facility dropped the ball. Somebody at the storage facility was negligent, right? We are not talking about during the medical procedure aspect. We are talking about embryos being destroyed while they were at a storage facility. Okay. Attorney goes in, files a lawsuit. Defense goes, whoa, 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 whoa. Mr. Plaintiff's attorney, you can't do that. Well, why not? Well, because you can't file a wrongful death lawsuit 
if the thing that died isn't a person, right? Makes sense. Thing's not alive. No wrongful death suit. Well, okay. Place attorney goes, oh, hang on a second. And this is Alabama, so hold my beer. And goes, hey, well, we're going to get a ruling with the state court, right? Defense files their motion to say, no, 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 this isn't allowed, right? Presumably, the... Uh, well, state court ruled one way or another. I don't, one of one of the two said, hey, state court, you're wrong. Took it to the appellate court, right? Appellate court makes a decision. One of the attorneys on the defense or plaintiff side goes, oh, hold up, Mr. Appellate Court, you're wrong. Let's go to the Supreme Court, right? And here we go. We're off and running. And what the Supreme Court was tasked with in this, right? This is not, and, and this is why I think as you hear the facts, you're going to go, this, what, this didn't start off political. This started off as here is a woman. I think it was actually there was a couple of women in the lawsuit, but we'll use one because there's definitely at least one. This woman lost what she had there, lost something that is irreplaceable. And we as a Supreme Court, if we rule that that embryo is not a person, she loses everything and has no recourse whatsoever. None. Done. Case over. Case dismissed. She's done. The security, the, the storage place, hey, they got off scot-free. They, they were negligent. They didn't do what they were supposed to do. And they just go, yeah, see you later. That's it. Done. Right? We wash our hands of it. Or the Supreme Court said, hey, you know what? We have... We have a state constitution and the state constitution says the public policy of this state. And this was take a step back. This is from a 2018 amendment to the Alabama state constitution. The public policy of this state to recognize and support the sanctity of unborn life and the rights of unborn children. Okay. What's the job of the Supreme Court? The job of the Supreme Court is to protect the Constitution, okay? Now, whether that's the state court, as it was in this case, or the United States Supreme Court, but they're, they're, each, they're each attached to their own Constitution, right? Um, the, US, the U.S. Supreme Court is bound to the U.S. Constitution, and the state courts are bound actually to both, okay? Um, but the state constitutions can, can have different aspects than the U.S. Constitution, okay? So they can... State, state Supreme Courts can kind of rule on both, right? So with that in mind, right? So you have this woman over here who basically had her whole life destroyed by the storage facility. And you have embryos and, and the Supreme Court has this constitution, this constitutional amendment that says essentially unborn life or unborn children uh, or that they support the sanctity of unborn life and unborn children, right? Well, where's that line? Who the heck knows, right? I mean, it, it's it's a really tough thing to really pinpoint and go, well, that's the line. That's the point. But the Supreme Court had the ability to right a wrong and use the Constitution to support it, okay? Now, like I said, this this is not a... Roe versus Wade. This is not a, hey, because Roe versus Wade happened, this opened the door for this. This was a, 
negligence by a storage facility and, and not your, you know, one down the street. Like this is most likely a very high tech storage facility, right? Like they're, they're, they're storing embryos in, in very high tech freezers. So we're not talking about a fly by night type of place, but they made a mistake. Okay. Look, you, you want to look at, at different pieces to the puzzle, right? This, it, well, what this now has become, right? This has now become IVF providers going, well, we're now scared of using frozen embryos because when we harvest them and go through the medical procedure and do the procedure, some of them don't survive it, right? Some of the embryos are destroyed. Some of the embryos are killed, depending on how you want to term that, right? So we're not going to do it because we think we could potentially face criminal or civil prosecution. I, you know, I, I just, I feel like that's a really poor reading of the Supreme Court decision, right? It, it, this is not, this was not a, the Supreme Court was out to shut IVA, IVF places down. I, I would, I would shudder to think that there's ever really been a movement to do that. I've never heard of one, right? So I, I just, I, I can't imagine that that was their intention, right? That their intention was to go, well, if we find that this is a living thing, this person can, can can continue with their negligence case. But hey, we're gonna have people bring negligence cases later on while they're going through the procedure, right? Now, the question is, well, could you just do a waiver? Well, usually you can't do a waiver if you can't waive something that is illegal, right? So the question is, is this truly illegal? And, and I think really at the end of the day, there just needs to be some cleanup and, and probably from a legislative standpoint, right? That, I hard pressed to think that the Supreme Court's going to reopen this. They they likely lack the jurisdiction, meaning that they lack the ability to reopen it, even if they really wanted to, because they made their ruling. They sent it back down to the lower court and that's it. They can't go, hey, um, yeah, we we a uh, little unintended consequence here. We want to take that back and rewrite it a little bit. The reality is how these things get cleaned up. And this it, it happens from time to time. It's just usually not national news where Supreme Court or an appellate court makes a decision and it leaves this little vagueness out there. Right. So the legislatures come in the next year and they clean up that little bit of vagueness. So that way, you know, it, it, it makes it. OK, like it, it, it makes it so it's clear, it makes it so that these IVF doctors don't feel like, well, I might get arrested because not all of the embryos survived the procedure. Okay. Um, that, that's just kind of how it works. So like I said, I don't think this is some, some big political thing. And, and look, this isn't to say that they can't split the, uh, well, split the proverbial baby, if you will, in terms of how these things go. Right. So if we look at how Florida treats these things, right. Uh, these, by these things, I mean, these issues. Okay. Now, because I've had cases, I've had car crash cases where um, pregnant mother was pregnant at the time, gets in a crash, has a miscarriage, and we go, how can we bring a case for that unborn child, right? And I've done countless hours of case law research. Now, that being said, it was about a year and a half, two years ago now since I had that case. So that's not to say that there's not been some changes since then. Right. But at least at that time, Florida had it set up in two different ways. Criminally, 
right? If there was something criminal that happened to the mother, you could charge the person for the death of the child, of the unborn child as a person. There was a split though on the civil side that unborn child is not considered a person. So when I had that case where there was a car crash and the mother miscarried, that child, that, that unborn child that was miscarried was not considered a person, right? So you can have this split. So I'm not, so Alabama could, could draw some lines. So, so it's, it's not a clear cut, like this is how it always is. Um, you know, so just, just kind of keep that in mind. Um, now we look and go, well, where's the repercussions? What's going to happen to the other states? Right. Is there going to be this kind of domino effect amongst states that are going to say, well, oh, we can't do IVF treatment because Alabama Supreme Court ruled that embryos are people that uh, no, we're, we're not going to say that. it's it's state specific. So this, this is one of those things that goes state by state by state by state. So what Alabama did really has no bearing on Florida. Um, and kind of on on down the line. So keep that in mind because it's rooted based on their constitution. Florida's constitution and Alabama's constitution are different, right? As I mentioned, Florida has different laws for criminal and civil when we're talking about uh, at, at least unborn children. I guess, you know, you got to go all the way back to at what point is something considered alive? It, it is, you know, so, you know, that's, that is a whole philosophical question for an entire another day, that's for sure. Okay, but that's kind of the breakdown on this uh, the Alabama IVF case. I, I just what I really wanted to do was get a little bit more information out there because the news and the media really, really are only pushing the well. The Alabama Supreme Court ruled that embryos are people, and IVF doctors have stopped doing treatments as a result. Okay. Look, the, the Alabama Supreme Court did something to help right a wrong to an individual, and that individual unfortunately lost the embryos that were that were stored um, in this storage facility and, and through, you know. Now, what we what we don't know, and I and I'm saying it it's through their negligence, I don't know, because that case is still going on, right? So maybe part two later on. That case is still going on because the Alabama Supreme Court um, ruled that embryos were people, right? Otherwise, that case would have gone away. It would have been dismissed all over. Now, what, I, what do I expect to see? And we're going to wrap it up here in just a second. But what do I expect to see in that lower level state court case, right? The, the case that originated all this. My guess is you might see a, a rather large settlement because my guess is that those facilities the storage facility, the hospital, and the other medical facility involved, they're not going to want to go to trial. Um, but they may not have a choice because the other side doesn't have to accept an offer. They don't even have to make any offers to resolve it. So, um, you know, but my guess is that that's something that they're going to end up paying a lot, a lot of money on. Um, and that is that is why they fought it all the way up to the Supreme Court. So anyway, that is the Lawfather podcast for today. Like I said, as always, the show is brought to you by Frankie Law. All of your personal injury, DUI needs. Check me out on all the socials. Also, please don't forget, 
check out all the shows on Radio Influence. A lot of good shows on there. Uh, I like listening to them while I'm on my way to work. So you should probably listen to them as well. Wallfather, out. Wow,